Hey, Clutterbugs, welcome back to the Clutterbug Podcast. Today, we're actually going to have an interview later on in this podcast with Natalie Callahan from Designed to the Nines. She is an interior decorator and a DIY champion, and I'm excited to talk with her. She's a fellow YouTuber, and she's going to share some great tips with us of easy ways that we can do little DIY projects to make us beautify our home and love our home a little bit more. We're also going to be talking about fall, how to implement some easy fall decor. But before we jump into that interview, I really want to talk about, I guess, I want you to realize that this might not be your thing and that that's okay. There are a lot of people who like the idea of having a fall centerpiece or putting out a bunch of pumpkins, or maybe you don't even like the idea, but You don't have that big of a clutter threshold right now. So adding more to your plate, something you have to move off your table before you go and sit down to dinner, or even just adding decorating onto a very busy schedule, that might not be your season of life right now. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you think that that seems redonkulous and not something that you, you know, you're like, I have enough going on. I don't want to add more stuff to my plate. I get it. And I've been there. So I guess I want to talk about the transition from somebody who could not possibly handle doing this type of stuff. I was just trying to get through my day and get my dishes done and the laundry done to where I am now, which is in my spare time, I'm now able to really dedicate more time to feathering my nest and and why I think it is really important to focus on this if you have the capacity to do it. So when I first started my decluttering journey, my getting organized journey, decorating for the seasons was like not even an option. Of course, putting up a Christmas tree and decorating for Christmas was something I wanted to do, but I didn't have a clear flat surface. So the idea of putting out pumpkins or Easter decor, I thought it seemed ridiculous. And I wasn't even into like throw pillows and decor things like that because my couch was usually filled with clothes and dirty laundry. I didn't see my house as a beautiful space. And when I thought about, I guess, redecorating a space, I thought that that meant painting the walls. I couldn't see the beauty of my space because all I saw was clutter. And I I know, even though I was so clutter blind, I didn't even realize that the clutter was really the problem. It was really hard for me to see my house anything other than a place that has to be taken care of, like a storage facility for my stuff, basically. And when I started my decluttering journey and my organizing journey and my house started to feel emptier, it almost felt wrong in the beginning, going from such a really full space to a space that had a lot less stuff, (laughs) felt a little bit shocking. And then it felt, I want to say, it's kind of empty. It was easier to manage and my life was, I was happier. I was less stressed, but it felt, I felt like there was really something missing. And so I started adding more little decor things like throw pillows or new artwork or flowers on my table, little things like that, which For some reason, it was almost like a creative outlet for me, like a little hobby, but also it made my space feel less sparse and stark and hospital-like. So I guess if you're coming from a place where you're still living with a lot of clutter and a lot of excess, it's really hard to see the impact of a centerpiece on a table if everywhere around is also filled with stuff. 
But if you're coming from a place where your home is very, it's pretty minimal, it's under control, everything's put away behind closed doors, or even if you're a visual organizer, it's put in a way that doesn't feel like visual clutter and excess, a thing like a centerpiece or some pumpkins or, you know, decorating your mantle is going to have a really big impact. So we're not going to talk about decluttering today. We're not going to talk about organization. We're going to talk about the joy of feathering your nest when you get to a place where your home is feeling even semi under control. It doesn't have to be perfect, but getting to a place where you have the capacity and the clutter threshold to add a little extra to your space, to freshen it, to change it up so that you can fall in love with your home a little bit more. Before we jump into that interview, I want to thank Cozy Earth for sponsoring today's podcast. I had never heard of bamboo sheets before, but Cozy Earth reached out to me. They asked to partner on this podcast. They sent me the most amazing sheet set. They are high quality, really responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth but it feels like you're sleeping on a cloud. It is softer than cotton. It's made from all sustainable bamboo fabrics, and it also has temperature regulating, which means it keeps you cool and comfortable all night long. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorites list four years in a row. It has a 10-year warranty and 100-night sleep test, which means you can try it for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Right now, you can get an exclusive offer for my listeners 35% off when you use the code clutterbug go to cozyearth.com and use the coupon code clutterbug to save 35% I'm feeling so inspired Natalie thank you so much for being here welcome oh thank you so much I am so happy to be here I love what I do and I'm glad that you enjoyed what you saw yeah, I wanted to run out and just start fall decorating. Um, tell me a little <laughs> bit about yourself and and tell the listeners where they can find you on YouTube as well. Okay, so I am a mom. I have three kids. I live in the Central Florida area and um, I love to DIY and do design, obviously. And you can find me over on YouTube at Design to the Nine. And over there, we're going to be doing stuff like DIY, everything from small projects to big projects, because I my goal is to really try to promote people to get outside their comfort zones and push themselves a little bit and discover how truly amazing everybody is. Because as I end every video, I say, you are more powerful than you know. And I truly believe that because I, I just feel like sometimes we get in our own ways. <laughs> so I love that. I, I I really feel that there's something very powerful about DIYing something. I am not a very handy person, but even painting something, <laughs> even making a simple craft, right? there's so much pride behind that. And I have a lot of my listeners when I show DIYs or something or do little crafts, they say, oh, I wish I was crafty. And I feel like this is something that I used to feel too. And when you get out of your comfort zone and actually attempt some of these things, it's really quite magical. Were you Absolutely. always a handy person? No, well, I mean, I was lucky enough that my mom exposed me to a lot of things when I was younger. And so it made me just somewhat curious, I guess. But as far as like being trained in it, that's why I'm such a huge proponent of, of 
getting brave and maybe breaking out a power tool or so, because the thing is, is no idea that I could do some of the stuff I did until I just started trying. And I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen? It doesn't work out, you know? And then I got a little bit braver each time. And that's why I just feel like anybody could do it. If I can do it, I feel like anyone can do it. And like you said, people say, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could. I'm like, you can, you just have to start small and then build up and you can totally get there. I promise you. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I, I started sort of DIYing out of necessity. I wanted a nice place, but I had no money. So I remember picking like, like tables out of the trash and and exactly. refinishing them and discovering the power of chalk paint, which I am addicted to now because you don't have to yes. sand or prep. And then I learned, you know, I wanted curtains and throw pillows, but didn't have any money. That stuff is expensive. Like as an adult, why is that type of stuff so expensive? <laughs> so I, I, I started doing all these little DIYs. I learned how to sew kind of sort of, and now even though I could afford those type of things, it's not the same level of pride when you walk into a space and you see something that you've created, even if it isn't perfect. Totally. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think a lot of my desire to start in DIY was similar to yours as being just absolutely broke, you know, but still wanting a beautiful environment. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm reasonably capable. Maybe I could, if somebody else can do that, maybe I could try and see what happens. And it's true. There is just a sense of pride. And I think that that, like, it, it's in all of us. I think that there is this innate desire to create something that didn't exist before or to take something that is maybe less desirable and make it desirable. And when you fulfill that like innate desire to create, then the satisfaction of that, that is even a bigger payoff than the, the savings themselves, like the actual dollar amount. The payoff for me is going into a room that I have like literally touched every part of and know that like all of the blood, sweat and tears, that's the payoff. And I agree with you like 100%. Like I, we concur. <laughs> yes. It's scary though. It's scary. And, and you are an interior designer and the spaces you make are gorgeous, but there are people listening who have they're overwhelmed. They're not loving their house the way it is. And the idea of making over a space seems time consuming and expensive and they don't know where to start. And I get that. And I feel that I have, I'm a huge fan of doing little decorations for the season. And I know a lot of people will say, well, that seems like excess clutter. You're a clutter bug. You're supposed to be decluttering, or that seems like a waste of money. And it's very foreign to them, but I really hear, this is us. I'm going to ask you with me to help okay. try to convince people of yeah. doing small little things like a fall centerpiece or a fall wreath because of the magical thing that happens when you feather your nest, when you love your space, when you do a small update, even if it's a $5 centerpiece from the dollar store, it has an impact on your soul. Is that a weird thing to say? But I truly not at all. feel that way. No, not at all. Because 
I, I, I could not agree with you more because I think if we look at the huge picture of things, yeah, it can get overwhelming, but what can you do right now? And it really does start by doing something little. And then you get a little bit of courage and that turns out and it's beautiful. And you're like, well, maybe I can do that. And so then you attempt something just a tiny bit bigger and it's like line upon line and then it adds up. And then all of a sudden you're taking on projects that maybe would have initially scared you and it all starts with a small thing. So I couldn't agree more. Create like one area, one small area that really makes your heart happy. And it's going to lead you to a whole, like it's going to become addictive and it's going to lead to other things. It really is. And it, I also see that when you love your home in that way, with a little DIY, with a little sort of decorating of a space, it also makes you want to keep it tidier. It motivates you to care more for your space. So if your kitchen table is always covered in papers and your kids stuff, and it's a total disaster. Yes. Creating a centerpiece can yeah. make you want to keep it clear and make that a priority for you. And people say every time you, you know, go to eat, you have to move the centerpiece off the table. And we do. And I realize that's a pain, but having something beautiful on my table that I made means I'm not setting papers down on it, it means I'm not. Do you know it's what I'm so saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. So if I have like a problem room that's always like getting all the clutter, I know like that's the next room I need to work on. But like starting small, that is so true. And like as far as a centerpiece, sometimes I leave it on the table when we eat dinner because <laughs> like, why not enjoy it? You know, if obviously if it gets in the way, you know, put it on a tray with handles, put it aside and then take it back. It makes it easier. But yes, anytime I found that I beautify something, I will take more pride in that area and I will want to make it more organized, but I have a lot to aspire to you in the whole organization area. I'm not the best organizer on the planet, but, but I do find that principle is true that if, if you've taken the effort to beautify it, then you're more likely to keep it cleaner and less cluttered. <laughs> so I mean, I definitely have to, I have decor clutter. I'm going to be honest because it is, it is addicting to feel that good, all the positive stuff that comes. So I'm always like, I have so much Dollar Tree fall things yet yesterday I was back at the Dollar Tree. Like maybe they oh, yeah. have something else. So yep. it's awful. But, but as a hobby, I, I really do see this as a hobby. I look forward to the change of seasons because I look forward to changing my house. Decorating is expensive. I am not going to get new furniture and paint my walls and change new artwork and get new curtains on a regular basis, right. but I can change a wreath on my door. I can change a centerpiece on my table or my mantle. I can change up little oh, things. Hello. Throw pillows. Exactly. I just picked up four throw pillow covers for $11.99 for four from Amazon. And I love it. Yes. I, it's a small thing that you can do. So I want to hear your favorite ways of just feathering your nest. Some simple things that people can do today, even to just make their home to make them fall in love with their home a little bit more this fall. Right. 
okay. I, I agree. It's in the little details. It's in the throw pillows. Those are things that are you can do relatively easy. If you have any experience in sewing, it's really simple to make a pillow cover, new throws, flowers, like some sort of like now I'm a cereal plant killer so most of the stuff you'll find in my house is faux just because I don't want to have the guilty conscience of having killed another plant so um but even the faux stuff still brings a sense of life to your home and it is those little touches that really um bring out your personality they should speak to your personality you shouldn't just go copy someone else's because that's what you think you should do. You should really personalize it to what you love because if you love it, that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter if your Cindy next door likes it or not because it's your home, it's your space and you need to love it. Yeah. And, and it seems like, okay, well, what is this DIY? Do I have to buy supplies? This seems crazy pants. Sometimes it's getting a vase and some fake leaves and putting yep. them in there. And I saw totally. you do this really cool thing. You filled up a jar, like a jar of vase or vase with, uh -huh. um, what are those ca Halloween candies that are disgusting? Candy corn. <laughs> yeah. Candy corn. Yeah, and then, and then put in some faux, um, fall leaves. It yeah. was beautiful. Oh, and you. doing something simple like that costs a few dollars. Right. You would pay 50, 60, 70 dollars for that at, at a right. home store. Exactly. Yep. And not only is it great, but every time you walk into the space and you glance at it, if, even in your peripheral vision, it it brings you a sense of pride and joy. It absolutely does. And and it's just thinking outside the box a little bit. Like I I used faux fall leaves that I purchased, but that's only because I live in Florida and I can't get those readily, you know, I mean, we might get some, a little bit of fall leaf change, but if you live in a place where the fall colors are beautiful, like I used to live in Maine, clipping the leaves off of a tree and putting them in the vase and that's free, you know, so it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of money. And that's like what I talk about on my channel all the time is is just really tapping into your inner creative abilities. And I think everybody has those. You just need to, to flex that muscle a little bit to get, you know, get the juices flowing, so to speak. And yeah, when you create something with your own hands and your own creativity, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of it. There is a sense of pride and I love that. So I, I love what you're, I love what you're preaching here. <laughs> Preach. Preach it. Yeah. And <laughs> we don't have to have a perfectly tidy home before we do these things. I right. think there is this mentality like, oh yes, I'll decorate someday when my house is clean, when it's organized, yes. when I've decluttered. And I feel like you don't have to do that. If anything, taking time to feather your nest, doing a small little, even rearranging furniture, let's be honest, can make you motivated to take your home to an, to another level, can actually motivate you to get up and start clearing clutter or vacuum the floor or do a little dusting because you're take your, I call it hugging your home. And when you yep. hug your home, it hugs you back. 
That is so good. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I made a post on my community page the other day and it really spoke to a lot of people just in the fact that if you can't do a whole room, go do a small little corner in your room. If you can't um, make your whole room clean, start by making the bed and just start with what you can do. Focus on that because 1% of something is better than 0% of nothing. So, I mean, it's just start small. You don't have to do it all at once. Like yeah. you see on the shows. <laughs> you don't like you see on the show. Exactly. And that's overwhelming too, especially like I like doing projects that I can finish. I have ADHD. So I have like a 15, 20 minute attention span, if I'm being honest with you. So yeah. I need to do like, I'll make a throw pillow cover or I'll do a centerpiece and it has to be fast and easy, but all of yep. those little projects add up to a home that you love and a home that feels like a piece of you. Mm-hmm. Every way, I, everywhere I look in my, in my home, I look around, I have beautiful pieces that I've purchased, but the things that give me the most just like ugh, good feelings are the stuff I found in the trash that I've painted and fixed up or the thing that I'm like, yeah, I remember making that with a power tool. I feel so good. The things that I've created myself are are really what makes my home to me more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you're tapping into that inner desire to create that I think everybody has within them. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. So what room do you think people should really start in? Like I am a big, like, I'm just like a big cheerleader for the bedroom. I think if, if your whole house is just not feeling the love, if you're not liking the space that you're living in, if you're feeling like, what's the point? It's ugly anyways. Let's put some lipstick on that pig. Yeah. For me, it's about starting in the, the primary bedroom, because that's the first thing you see when you wake up and the last thing you see when you go to bed. And, and it's mine. It's mine. So that's the space I really like to focus on. What's a space in your home that you think people should kind of make a priority to try to make a little bit more beautiful? Honestly, I was 100% going to say the bedroom. And oftentimes it's what people focus on last because they're, they're focusing on areas that people can see. But honestly, I was going to say the bedroom because you should have one space in your home that is your sanctuary. That's why I'm like recording in my bedroom. This is my sanctuary. I can shut the door and just be at peace. It's beautiful. I love it. And it is uh, like a haven to me. And a lot of times it's forgotten because they focus elsewhere, but you're right. It's the, it, you spend a lot of time in your bedroom. Yes, some of it may be sleeping, but also it sometimes you just like as a busy mom, sometimes you need some quiet. You just go into your bedroom, shut the door. And so that should be an absolute sanctuary. You spend the most part of your life in your bedroom. So 100% agree, bedroom first. And then, I mean, I think the kitchen is the heart of the home. So I'd probably start, go to the kitchen next. (laughs) So yeah, we're on the exact same page. We totally agree. I'm actually redoing my daughter's room for her birthday. She's turning 14 and she wanted a double bed. So 
nice. of course we didn't have a frame we did we're, we got a new mattress for her but I thought what an opportunity as a birthday gift to do some small little things but my budget for that is like two hundred dollars so I want to share some of the things that I'm doing and if you oh, have awesome. any advice for our listeners too I would love to sure. hear it she wanted her room to be a uh, pink and and like a sage green but I didn't want to paint anything because I'm cheap and that's a lot of work and it's her paint is completely fine. Mm -hmm. I looked everywhere for something, bedding, something I could find and I couldn't find anything. So I went to the fabric store and found beautiful fabric. It was $2 a meter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And it had, it <laughs> had sage it. green and pink flowers. And I was like, this is fantastic. So yes. I was able to purchase that and make curtains. I didn't even sew them. Listen, Natalie, <laughs> I used the iron on tape because I'm not washing that them. Works. That works. And then was able to create a headboard out of a piece of wood and some batting with a coordinating fabric. And I mean, we're we're talking under forty dollars for curtains, a throw I pillow, and a headboard and footboard. And I'm so proud. And I had her part of this, and I'm like, your room's gonna look so fab. But I'm also proud of doing it on a budget. So, what are some other things that little things that people can add to their bedroom that can yeah. make it feel more luxurious without having to completely change or completely renovate their space. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly doing some sort of just one feature wall, you don't, maybe you don't want to paint the entire room, but doing one focal wall, um, you can do that relatively inexpensive. For example, on my wall here in my bedroom, I did now this is maybe more extreme than you even need to go, but budget wise, I did this paneling, this boxed out paneling on my wall here. And it, because I did it myself, it was around a hundred dollars. And so, but it just totally transformed the room and made it like a wow impacts piece. But then you could do peel and stick wallpaper that you're not committed to that you just peel on the wall, stick and it down the road, you don't like it. The new stuff, it does, it pulls right off and you can do something like that. So little things like that um, are really, really cool. Adding, okay, so I recently did my boys' bedroom in, in an episode and adding like a customized monogrammed letter above each one of their beds with uh, like a hanging wall light that had a plug-in. So I didn't need to do any electrical, but just doing something over each one of their beds really customized it. And, you know, I did really, I did another focal wall there. I did like a, a I saw brick. the faux brick. It was so steampunk. And I know, and it was like, so it was affordable. Yeah, it was probably like less than a hundred dollars too, because I didn't spring for that extra sheet of brick. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, no, it was like a hundred, 150, but it totally transformed that room as well. So, I mean, but I, you don't have to necessarily build stuff if that like is intimidating to you. You can do like just the monogrammed initials and a little special light or peel and stick wallpaper. Just something that when you walk in, you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Because even if I didn't do 
the the brick wall paneling behind their beds you know just that little thing would have been you know a nice little statement piece yeah okay okay great this is gonna be fun let's talk about some design (laughs) mistakes because I feel like (laughs) I am not an interior designer but I've made some mistakes that have made my space feel just off if that makes sense and one of the thing is I used to hang my artwork way too high Uh, like up at the ceiling what was I doing why so high and I used to hang my curtain rods too low yep those are common mistakes that that I've even made in the past out of just being lazy to be honest with you but like yeah just those are common things that are and they're easy to fix you want to hang your curtains up higher so it lifts the height of the room you know the artwork on the wall is too high that's common (laughs) <laughs> the other thing is like going with too small a furniture. I mean, a lot of times you can go with larger furniture than you think, but then on the flip side, <laughs> you can also go too big. And so it's just trying to find that balance. And so a good way to avoid buying furniture that's too big is just like taping it out in your floor and, you know, go get the dimensions, tape it out on the floor, visualize it first and be, and go like, well, is this going to work or not? So yeah. yeah, those are just, you know, and, but I would hesitate to really call them like full-blown mistakes, more like learning opportunities because we learn from them, right? <laughs> we do. I think another thing that I used to do and I see friends and family that are still doing this, and this is really normal when we think about, okay, we have to redecorate a space. People often think that this means painting the walls and yeah. And so painting it a color. So my sister's a really good example. She's like, I really want to redecorate my living room. She loves purple. She painted her walls purple and immediately hated the entire space. And I've learned from that too, keeping walls and expensive things like furniture really neutral. That really totally just triggered that in me because I have, that was one of my biggest design mistakes was when I was younger, I bought these sofas and they were red and they had yellow flowers all over them and it was bold and loud and I got sick of those couches so fast so I I always am preaching go neutral on the walls go neutral on the sofas and you can bring in that color and all of the things you love in throw pillows in accessories in artwork things that you can easily switch out without having to go through a whole like ordeal. (laughs) Yeah. And I think go neutral on things like flooring and backsplashes, anything like that too. So my mother-in-law about four years ago did the renovation and she was like, there were these hand carved, they look like the burnt floors. And at the time that was the, you know, that there was like, that's like so cool and unique. And then she went with this black glass mosaic count like backsplash which again at the time remember those glass backsplashes I have one in my kitchen yeah regret yes regret because even though white subway tiles may seem boring yeah going with something it's timeless 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 so if you're going to invest neutral is the way to go it's the same with gray so gray was really hot and everything yep. was gray yep gray floors gray yep. gray kitchens yep. gray walls 
which yeah. now it's shifted to this warmer back with that warm oak and that natural wood. Yeah. And so um, that those classic warm neutrals, yeah. I feel like are so timeless. I'm learning. I'm not an interior designer, but no. I'm, I'm learning. I love that, it. Yeah. A nice grayish, right? Yes. So I am infamous for using um, Revere Pewter and it is the perfect shade of grayish. Because my whole house is Revere Pewter too. Same Z's. I feel like we're twinning right now. Yeah. Twin moment. Yeah, no, because what's awesome about it is if you wanted it to pull more gray, you could pull the gray out of it. If you wanted it to be more beige, you pull the beige out of it. But it is, it's all about keeping things timeless. And the way you, you look at this is if it is, really hot and trendy look at back you know in past decades how did that like white shaker cabinets those have been in you know those are never going to go out of style in my opinion because they were popular in the 20s and they stood the test of time you know classic things that are not loud or obnoxious just you need like kind of a neutral canvas and then you have fun with the accessories, the art, the, the things that are not going to cost you a fortune and just try to get a timeless look. And then if you want something a little bit more bold, yeah, it's in the smaller stuff. Yeah, I love that. But it is a hard lesson. It was an expensive lesson for me to learn yeah. because when yeah. we think the for our first instinct is, okay, we're going to update this space. We're going to decorate this space. Well, I want it to be my style and I want it to reflect that and I want it to be cool and Absolutely. unique and different. And so we think, oh, I want this really unique thing or this this floor, or this bold backsplash. Ouch. Expensive lessons learned. When you grow tired of it, um, you're stuck with it. So I actually gel stained my entire house black. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Oops. So yeah. at the time, black kitchens and and yeah. black was like it, and I'm I I'm so wishing that I would have went white, and I'm craving yeah. white. But I, I hey, guess if it makes all. you feel better, my my kitchen is like a dark espresso. I love a white kitchen, but I know this is not my forever home, and it most likely will be a rental. And I'm like, I am not having painted cabinets in here because I don't want to have to maintain that down the road. But in my next house, you better believe they're going to be painted white or something classic. I even painted my last kitchen's cabinets Revere Pewter and and that's a timeless look too. It looks really good. I love that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like this is not my forever home and and I don't no. want to maintain painted cabinets either and I just no. keep dreaming of that white kitchen someday but Me but too. that is I guess the point. Even when you're in a home that isn't ideal, that no. isn't perfect, that isn't maybe even something you love the aesthetic of, we can still love our home and make the Absolutely. best of it today in small little things. So even though I don't love my kitchen, I made a hot cocoa station yesterday in the corner and and added some fall leaves. And now I when I walk it. into the kitchen, that's what my eye is drawn to. That's what I'm, I look at that and I think, oh, I like Absolutely. this. And it's because it's beautiful, it's fresh, it's new, and it's something that you'll probably rotate out in the next season or whatever. And yeah, it is. I I agree. You can you don't have to love your whole home. 
I mean, who ever loves their entire home? My laundry room is scary. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I just shut the door. <laughs> so shut the door. But if there's little safe spaces and little areas that you really speak to your heart, you, you can still love your overall home. And, and I do, I love my home, even though I have a Monica closet and a, and a laundry room that I just want to shut the door on. <laughs> but I do, I love my home in spite of those imperfections and things that I don't love about it. Yeah, so I'm hoping if you're listening that we have inspired you and not scared you. We're not talking about painting your whole house Revere Pewter, but <laughs> can you do a wreath this week? Can you create a, a fall centerpiece? Can you get some $11 throw pillow covers from Amazon and bring in a little fall into your home so that you can fall in love with your home this fall? I love that. <laughs> I love that beautiful. too. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was lovely and so fun. Please, again, let my listeners know how they can find you and watch your design tips and tricks and your DIY advice on your YouTube channel and on your website. Absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you so much. You can find me over on YouTube by just putting in design to the nines. And even though it says design to the nines, it is definitely um, on a budget and budget friendly and hopefully relatable and um, doable. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.